0: Okay, we're live. Hi everyone, we are Sunflowers and Red Feathers. I'm Christina. And I'm Stephanie. We are two moms living in the before and after of child loss. Join us in this journey as we share our stories of not only loss, but how life after loss can still be full of beauty, love, hope, and joy.
1: Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to our channel to stay up to date on when we post a new video. Hi. Hey everyone, we are back. We are Ooh. sunflowers and red feathers. I'm Stephanie.
0: And I'm Christina.
1: And we have a special person with us today, a special guest. And um, we have Stephanie Dawson with us from The Death Guru. She's from Minnesota, and we are excited to have her today. Um, we, Christine and I, decided to start doing interviews as part of our podcast series, and we wanted to start incorporating other bereaved parents, um, just as a way of showing that the the real life part of Um, what grief is as a bereaved parent, um, just so that way everyone knows that what they're feeling is completely normal because everybody grieves differently. And that's something that we recognize, Christina and I grieve differently, even though Mm -hmm. our stories are similar, we do feel different things and everybody has their way of grieving and we wanted to bring other perspectives in. So that's what we're doing today. We are super excited to have Steph with us today. Um, and we are excited to share this with you guys.
0: Yeah, so as Stephanie said, um, we're going to refer to our guest as Steph today so that we can try not to get confused. So Steph is uh, from Minnesota and uh, she's a nurse, a writer and a death doula or coach, or they also refer to you as an end of life doula, I believe. And um, her goal has just been recently to normalize the grief process and um, first of all, Steph, would you like to just kind of tell us a little bit about your death work and uh, a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um,
2: well, I'm a grandma and a mom of two. My son
0: um, died
2: last year. It's been just over a year. Um, when I was a little girl, I had just turned four and my sister died. And mm-hmm. I remember being growing up, just thinking that whole funeral experience was so weird. And then years later, as a nurse, I worked with another nurse whose husband died. And I remember standing her, her standing at the casket and just holding onto the casket to stay upright for the receiving line, which was, you know, a huge thing. And I thought, we've got to do better, you know. And then as a nurse and as a nurse's, before that, as a nurse's aide, when you have so little time to spend with the dying, I just, I thought we owed it to our grandmas and grandpas and stuff, you know, to do things better and to give them a more personalized death experience. And um, I was disabled on the job as a nurse and I, um, I was devastated because I, I was the job. And um, I started writing a little bit later for positive med. And then I heard about becoming a death doula and I was like, why did nobody ever tell me this was a thing? I was literally born to do this job. So I went to training for that in Michigan and um, it's hard to, I live in a very rural area. Um, people are very conservative. It's hard to introduce new stuff like that. So I was pretty much aiming towards education and doing more education than I was actual doula work. And then when my son died, everything went out the window. Um, I planned his funeral. I I was just trying to take burdens off of my daughter-in-law and he's grown. So my experiences are a little bit different, you know, and I now live with my grandchildren and my daughter-in-law and um, she, you know, she's a perfectly capable parent. She could do it by herself. But with, (laughs) my grandchildren are naughty. (laughs) They're smart and they're naughty and um, (laughs) she shouldn't have have to do it by herself. So I'm here. So um, yeah, and my daughter is here too. She graduated, everything with COVID is so confusing. The year before COVID graduated her bachelor's in psychology. Yeah, so she would have been starting grad school and then COVID and, now she's here with us and her plans are in the air for now too. Um, she's looked at a couple of schools to start taking some classes online, but I don't think she's gotten very far with that yet. Anyway. So yeah, we're all here together. And um, I started thinking about education and the grieving process and in my parenting groups that I belong to on Facebook, I spend 95% of my time giving advice. Like I, it's not my group, you know what I mean? But um, yeah, just because I have just because I have so much knowledge of grief and the grieving process. I spent so much time giving advice. I was like, well, I could just do this. You know, I might as well just go talk to people. I've always loved the education part. And I was feeling a little bit guilty because I took that year to grieve hard and put all my plans for education on hold. But at the same time, I don't think it's a competition. I think we all have a unique voice and something unique to say. And I think that there's room for all of us to spread our knowledge. And, you know, and um, a big part of mine is to normalize the grief process because it's hard for people to find, like, a death doula. You know, so many people are like, what even is that? And I'm like, I hold people's hands while they die. And they're like, you help people die? No. I hold <laughs> hands. We provide resources, support, um, grief support. You know, um, we are, you know, we can be hippie woo-woo. We can be conservative. You know what I mean? We've mm-hmm. got essential oils. Some of us have Tibetan singing goals. Some of us do grief reiki. You know what I mean? It's, there's a wide range of services that you can get from your doula. I actually expanded to do ship and tele appointments for zoom because our mm-hmm. elderly population is so isolated right now with COVID. So, um yeah. And again, it's hard to get the word out there. So yeah, normalizing death. I grew up with a dead sister. We didn't have pictures of out of Lisa, you know, um, we didn't mm-hmm. really talk about her, um, Do
1: my baby sister was generational
2: born. for you? Maybe, and my mom was so young, you know, Lisa and I were, um, 14 months apart, what do they call that, Irish twins, so, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah, so for me, it was, it had a huge impact, for my little sister, it really didn't, because she was born a year after Lisa died, and so, She didn't know her. She didn't grow up with her. You know what I mean? So it was a big part of my life growing up. And I think it made me look at things differently. But, um, my young, my younger sister is my half sister and she had another half sister who died and that affected her
0: really hard. Yeah.
2: So, Yeah. Sorry.
1: (laughs) I think the work that you do is beautiful. I actually went to school to be a grief counselor. Um, well before i got married and started having babies and so i worked with hospice and so i worked with dying people and i thought it was great so um i don't think i could go back and do that work right now um because it's all different everything i thought i knew about grief has completely blown out of the water So, so like i i always knew what since david was
2: little i knew that there was a chance that he could die you know he was born with a defective right. heart and it's always you know it's. but nothing prepares you for the reality of it nothing
1: and that you know? could, that goes into the next I'm question that the i have in my chest now
2: that nobody can see yeah but it right takes, it doesn't ever go away i you can still find joy but it's so different
1: yeah that's what i was going to ask you how has your perspective on grief changed um, just in everything that you do now with david's passing um first of
2: all the biggest thing i think to learn is that whatever you're feeling it's okay if you if all you can do today is breathe that's okay you breathe you know um if all you can do is sit and cry and look at pictures for a day or two days whatever okay I think if you're still doing that for three months and you everything else in your life is suffering, maybe consider a grief counselor. <laughs> but it's okay to do it for a day or two, you know? Yeah. Whatever you're feeling, it's okay. It's part of your grief process. I have literally felt like physical pain. Like um, one day I was walking to the laundry room and all of a sudden I just got an image of my son's face and heard his voice and like felt like something poked me in the eye, you know?
0: Like mm-hmm. where I was
2: like, in the bathroom, like this, trying to look in my eye and it hurt for two days and nothing yeah. happened to it. It was a grief thing. I was like, I did not expect grief to be so physical.
0: Right. Yeah. So we, um, we do follow you on Instagram. So we were wondering if you could kind of share with us, We you talked about it a little bit already, but in what ways do you normalize grief. So you talked about your community being really small. Were there like events that you did to help try to get your perspective out there? What are you doing to help normalize the grief process? I was just starting a lot of
2: that. I was volunteering with hospice and we moved after my son died. Um, my daughter-in-law's mom died, well, eight eight years ago at Christmas. And then my son died a year ago, 10 days after Christmas. Oh. And when my son died, she was like, I just want to go live by my dad. And I said, I get that. But I was devastated because I moved from South Dakota to Iowa to be by my son and his family. And she was like, she's like, I just want to go live by my dad. And I'm like, I get it. I get it. And she's like, no, I want you to come with me. i was like, really? Okay. Yay. So here we all are. Um, so I haven't done anything really except for um, changing my Instagram from personal to being the death guru um, mm-hmm. since I moved. And then I have Stepping Stones, EOL doula services. That's also me. And um, I have that on Facebook. Um, I'm on Twitter, but I don't use it professionally because I tend to get <laughs> invited. <fighting. laughs> so, uh, <yeah. laughs> um, so I've been mostly working on education, but before I moved, everything was like flowing. I was volunteering for hospice. I was interviewed in the paper. I was getting phone calls. And now here, you know, the closest, me as Rochester or bigger. And um, there's already doulas there. So I thought that I should probably expand my horizons anyway. And um, once we get the doula thing out there, like um, a colleague was just hired at a hospice in Minneapolis to be their doula for their grieving, you know, for their dying people because we're, yeah. um, we don't.
0: Do you want to share a little bit about what a doula does? Cause I don't think a lot of people really are aware.
2: of Yeah. What um, would, besides well, holding the their hand. Of the confusion <laughs> comes with people think that we replace hospice and we don't. We're an important part of the hospice team. Hospice can be limited by insurance for time that they can spend. And um, usually you have like an RN that is in charge of the hospice person's care plan and with under a doctor, of course, and then um, maybe a nurse's aide or two. And um, we fill in those gaps. We don't do physical care. We don't give baths. We don't give medications. We um, will show up with a list of resources for things that are important to you. Um, so Yeah. Um, we'll burn essential oils and sing to you. Um, we'll do grief reiki will be an advocate and go with you to all of your doctor's appointments and team meetings and stuff like that we can't speak for you but we can tell you what to ask kind of thing and um we i do legacy work which is i sit down with the dying person and let them tell me all about their lives you know and um write it down take pictures you know like put together pictures with them for them to pass on something to their kids and grandkids and um, that kind of thing. I'm sorry. I'm just drawing a blank. Like I had a list. Okay. Of and I'm like, ah. <laughs> so much has happened since I made my list. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never had four kids. I had two. So living in a house with four children is constantly an adventure. I oh, like yeah. to say that there's, there's six women in this house from the ages oh. of 52, which is me to the youngest girl who will be four at the end of this month. And somebody three or four times a day, there's tears, and that's just me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that and then get I have it. You totally get grandson.
2: it. <laughs> yes. It's a lone boy in our house,
0: except for we have well, well, two so. We're all boys, but we still understand the crazy chaos.
1: Yes, we do. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I see a little cutie right there. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for the crying in the background, everyone. <laughs> No, that's okay. um, so,
2: I live with four children.
1: This <laughs> is always crying in the background. It's <laughs> all good. So what ways are you trying to normalize grief in the public view? I want it to be thought of as less of an ending and
2: more of a circle. Like birth isn't the beginning and death isn't the end. You know, it's not a straight line. It's a circle. There's a whole circle of life and there's whole important things. Um, part of the reason I wanted to do this is because I want... To leave a legacy um, with my grandkids, like remind them how awesome their dad is. And one of the first things that I did was I bought everybody wearable earned jewelry. This is this is mine. It's a tree of life and says always in my heart on the back. Oh. My daughter is not a big jewelry person, so I got her a keychain. So David's like her little guardian angel with her in her car. But um, I just thought this way they can have a little bit of their dad with them because we donated him to science and they gave us back what was left. So, um, oh, that's that's awesome. heart. you know,
1: yeah, so I'm really wearing my um, I don't know if you can see it. This is Joshua's thumbprint. You have a thumbie too, don't nice.
0: you? I do, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: So, yeah. I guess-
2: we weren't able to get that, we wanted to. That's so cool. Did either yeah. of you get death
0: tattoos at all? What was um, that? yes, What's I do I have a, for my son. Um, <laughs> I can kind of see it. Which way do I go? It's the sun or a dandelion with. Nine birds yeah that's for my son
2: okay
1: cool i, don't. I have um
2: <laughs> this is oh, this is my only death tattoo so far and i don't know if i can even get it on here um it's an unalome i keep going yeah it's, the light is weird but i don't what's an see it. it's um oh sorry are you still yeah right here <laughs>
1: Oh, no, oh, we lost no. her. Oh, bummer. Let's see if she hops back on. Yeah, she I'm sure should she be able will. to sure she on.
0: Sorry yeah, for we'll
1: the baby, guys. He's going to just be a part of our thing today.
0: <laughs> Hopefully um, she can hop back on. Yeah, our next question for her was just what advice that she would give to people who are struggling in their grief. So I don't know if you guys have caught, but so she was a grief um, or death doula. And then her son, David, died at... 29 years old, just this last January, 2020. So um, she already had the grief from losing her sibling and then now her son. And so uh, Stephanie, how did you add her back in? in? Um,
1: I clicked guess, oh no, you kicked me off. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think you kicked me off. Did you kick me off? No?
0: Nope, I can still see you. Oh, Mm
1: -hmm. I'm not there well anyway i clicked guest and it let me let her in
0: sorry guys for the technical difficulties where's (laughs) guest at (laughs) where's guest at
1: it is down at the bottom for some reason my phone went black and i can't see what's going on Oh, okay. Well, We're having
0: great technical difficulties, guys. Maybe we'll just call this episode a wrap. Uh, we'll be sure to send, send Steph some... Can you see me now? Oh, yeah. Okay. I can. And she is gone. I
1: just tried adding her, and she's not there anymore. What a bummer. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, she, we should probably call this a wrap, but... Um, maybe we can invite her again. If you guys have any questions for her, let us know that we, so we have some more content with her cause we'd love to have her back on to explain her work and how she blesses the lives of the dying um, and how she helps um, normalize grief and all that that comes with. Um, anyway, yeah. if you guys aren't doing this already. Make sure you follow us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel as well as check out our Etsy shop. We would love 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 to have your support in any way. Um and we hope you guys are having a great time and that you enjoyed what you heard so far. Um yeah. let us know if we can help you or if you would also like to have an interview with us as well.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Please let us know um, on Instagram or Facebook reach out to us and just send us a message. If you're interested in uh, being interviewed, we would love to interview you and get some more uh, perspective on different brief parents' lives and how their grief journey is going. So we'll catch you again very, very soon. Thanks for listening in. Thanks. Bye.